big names are headlining this weekend's UFC 262 card from Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler. There will be no shortage of action. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to 1 odds. One fighter will be walking away with the belt. Will you be walking away with the cash? Just pick the main event fighter you think will win and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right, bet $1 on select fighters and if they win, you win $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 on select main car fighters. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up, what's up, L.A.? L.A. and NBA fans, welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside. This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, and I am your host, L.A. Ray, where we talk Clippers, Lakers, and other NBA news. So I want to start off this first segment talking about the play-in tournament and the situation that both the L.A. teams find themselves in. Uh, This play-in tournament, as you know, I'm not a fan of or was not a fan of, and certainly LeBron James definitely was not a fan of, but since we have it in our midst, we might as well pretend like we're excited about it. So I'll talk about it. Let me start off with the uh, L.A. Lakers. Or I'll tell you what, before I even get into that, let's, let's talk about the last couple of games that the Lakers have played. They've actually won three straight. Uh, they did beat Phoenix 123-110. Uh, that was a game that I did not think that the Lakers would win. But uh, that's why they play the games. Anthony Davis scored 42 big points in that game. Kind of went over this game in my last uh, episode. But the last couple of games, they did beat the Knicks 101-99 to in overtime. And they beat Houston 124-122, to where half of the Lakers team was in the hospital ward somewhere. Everybody was injured. But the New York game was a, a, a very, very good game and a very, very big test for the Lakers. As we all know, the Knicks are... They are currently sitting as the number, I believe, they're the number four seed in the East. And they have a pretty good team. I've said before that it's good for the NBA that the New York Knicks are doing well. So this was a very, very good test for the Lakers, and they passed 101-99, to as I mentioned, in overtime. 
Julius Randle, who, of course, used to play for the Lakers, had a very good game for the Knicks, uh, coming back to uh, score about 31 points on 11-26 shooting, eight rebounds, five assists. I mean, this guy is having an outstanding year. If the New York Knicks don't sign him to uh, the max contract extension or whatever the case may be, then they're crazy. Dolan is crazier than we all thought. There's no way that the Knicks can replace this guy. But he came back to have a very, very good game against his former team. R.J. Barrett was only two out of 14. He's like the Robin to uh, Julius Randle's Batman on that particular team. But he did not play well in this game. He was only one. I'm sorry, two out of 14, as I mentioned, or seven from three-piece land, only scored eight points. Uh, He has to play much better than that for the Knicks to be successful. Derrick Rose, though. He's the guy. You you guys know that's one of my favorite players, formerly of the Chicago Bulls, formerly of the Detroit Pistons. Derrick Rose, 10 of 22, 27 points. He was scorching the Lakers, scorching them. Six assists, six rebounds. Kiss still has plenty of game. As you know, this is a guy that I wanted the Clippers to actually try to pick up uh, midseason for their point guard situation. They did end up with Rondo, which is not a bad consolation prize at all. But Derrick Rose, uh, he played very well in this game, scoring 20, 27 points. As far as the Lakers are concerned, Anthony Davis, he uh, scored 20 points on 8 out of 23 shooting. Now, again, Anthony Davis is rounding himself into shape. He's looking uh, much better in these last uh, three to four games. Uh, six rebounds, four assists. He played uh, very well. That didn't shoot that well from the field, 8 out of 23. Uh, but still, you can tell he's getting his sea legs back. Uh, Andre Drummond, very good game, 16 points, 18 rebounds. This is exactly what the Lakers need from Andre Drummond moving forward. If you can get that from him pretty much every game, 16 and 18, the Lakers are going to be really, really hard to beat when these playoffs start. And then Kyle Kuzma. 9 out of 17 for 23 points against the Knicks. I don't really understand. Laker fans, you know I love you, L.A., baby. You know I love L.A. Laker Nation, late show, late joint. Can you lay off Kyle Kuzma a little bit? I I read the Twitter posts, and it's like Kuzma is just garbage, according to some Laker fans. Trading, sitting, Benny Mack. Ben McLemore should be getting all those minutes. No way. If you don't have a good Kyle Kuzma in the playoffs, in my opinion, you're not going to win a championship. You need Kyle Kuzma out there. Kyle Kuzma can play. There's no question about that. Scored 23 points in this game against the New York Knicks. So, again, that was a very, very good test for the Lakers. And they need all the wins, of course, they can get. And, again, I'll get into the the play-in in the situation that the Lakers are in. And then the last game that they played, the Lakers have won three straight. The third game was against Houston, a 124-122 victory. Even in that game, some Laker fans were complaining that they only beat the Rockets by two points. Well, the Rockets were depleted as well. And the Lakers, they may have had, they may as well have had me out there playing because um, most of their players were out. But what happened? Andre Drummond stepped up to the plate. 20 points, 10 rebounds. Played very well. 9 out of 13 from the field. He played very well. Probably his best game since coming over from Cleveland. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Now, this guy is really, really an enigma. THT. 
THT in the house, 9 out of 16, scored 23 points. That's very, very good. However, if you, if you take a look at him, especially in the fourth quarter uh, when the game was on the line, he has turnovers at the most inopportune times. He had three turnovers, but they all seem like they were at inopportune times. Sometimes he tries to do a little bit too much. He drives into the lane, and he goes airborne and uh, you know gets himself up there with nowhere to go and nowhere to pass the ball, and it ends up being a turnover. So if he can reel that in, if he can just play within himself, just bring it down a level. A level. I know you're only 20 years old. You're going to be a very, very good player in this league. And if he can do that, he's going to be very successful. And he will do that. He's only 20 years old. So the sky's the limit for THT. But in this game against Houston, he played very well. Again, 9 of 16 from the field, 5 out of 8 uh, free throws. He also had 10 assists. So he can pass the ball. But again, sometimes he... He gets himself into no man's land, so to speak, with nowhere to go with the basketball. So he needs to improve on that. Kyle Kuzma again, however, Laker fans, late show, late joint. He's the one to hit the game winner for you against Houston. Again, you may say, well, it's just the Rockets. It doesn't matter. The Rockets are a professional basketball team. Kuzma stepped up to the plate, made the game winning uh, layup. And uh, on the way to that, he scored 19 points. 10 rebounds, 7 assists. I mean, hey, lay off the guy. Kyle Kuzma is very, very good. Very, very good player. Montrez Harrell, 16 points. 8 out of 14. Gave his normal 110% energy and uh, scored 16 points. Now, hopefully, Frank Vogel has his center rotation together when the playoffs start. Mark Gasol did not play coach's decision, which is okay with me. There's, there's going to be a spot for Mark Gasol in these playoffs, depending on matchups and things like that, or if, you know, Drummond and or Harold get into deep foul trouble or something like that. So that's going to be a place for Gasol. But for the most part, you have Drummond as your starter and Montrez as your backup. And then you do spot minutes for Gasol. And hopefully Vogel has figured that piece out because I'm not sure what the hell he was doing um, a few games ago where he had, he sat, Gasol, uh, DNP, then he set Trez Harrell, I believe it was against uh, in the Portland game, did not play coach's decision. You know, it, it, now it's not the time to be trying to fill your team out, man. You should know what your center rotation is going to look like. So at this point, as far as the play-in tournament or possible play-in tournament, the Lakers actually have a chance. They have a chance to actually jump the Trailblazers into that number six seed spot. The Lakers sit at 40 and 30 Trailblazers at 41 and 30. So they play one more game than the Lakers. Now the Trailblazers last game is against the Denver Nuggets. That's a game that Denver wants to win because they have an outside shot of jumping the Clippers up to the number three spot. So if the Nuggets beat the Trailblazers and then the Lakers win their last two games against Indiana and New Orleans, which is highly possible. I would say highly probable, then they would jump the Trailblazers into the number six spot and they would not have to play in the play-in game. If that is the case, then the Lakers at the number six spot would either play the Clippers in the first round, which of course in LA we would certainly love, or if Denver made it up to that spot, they would play Denver. I personally, of course, would rather have the Lakers and the Clippers meet in the Western Conference Finals. That's what this podcast is all about. Uh, but if they meet in the first round, at least they would have met 
As you all know, the Clippers and the Lakers have not met one time in the playoffs since the Clippers moved from San Diego to L.A. in 1984. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's what a lot of L.A. fans are hoping for. The uh, trollers on Twitter, the clip joint, Clipper Nation and Laker Nation, they're still throwing bars back and forth to each other. I love it. I love it. You know, the Lakers, they call the Clippers the slippers and the Clippers call the Lakers the fakers and all of that jazz. I'm not into the trolling business myself. As you all know, I am an unbiased L.A. sports fan, so I kind of root for both of these teams. But that's where the Lakers stand right now as far as the play-in tournament or possible play-in tournament. So the Lakers are either going to get the Suns as a possibility in the first round or the Clippers or the Nuggets. Now, between those three teams, uh, the Lakers, I believe, definitely can beat the Suns. I'm just not sold on them in the playoffs. Uh, As I just mentioned, the Lakers just beat the Suns, and I think they beat them in a seven-game series. Other than Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Chris Paul is the only one with the playoff experience. Devin Booker is very, very good, but you don't don't know how he's going to respond in a seven-game series. So I would take the Lakers all day, every day in that series if it were to happen against the Nuggets. If that were the case, you know, the Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray, but uh, they do have uh, the Joker. And as long as they have the Joker, the Joker, uh, he's going to keep the Nuggets in most of these games. So, but the Lakers, they can beat the Nuggets as well. I, I don't, I don't see any issue, you know, beating the Nuggets. And of course, if they play the Clippers, we shall see. Obviously, they can beat the Clippers, but the Clippers can also beat the Lakers. If that playoff matchup came to fruition, which I think it will, then at that point, L.A. Ray would give his opinion. But I'll wait until it happens. So as we stand right now, that is the case with the Lakers. And we're getting down to the wire, folks. We are getting down to the nitty gritty. I cannot wait until... The regular season ends and then we go ahead and do this this little play-in tournament deal and go from there if the lakers are in the plan though again i've been talking that i hope they don't play the the uh, golden state warriors with steph curry i mean steph curry is just out of this world dude's on another planet best shooter in the history of the game as far as i'm concerned and if you end up playing him he can go off for 50 maybe even 60 points on you in a one gamer now, if that's the case and the Lakers lose that game, the Lakers will still have another shot against the 9-10 and 10 matchup, which would be either the Grizzlies or the Spurs, who have both clinched the play-in tournament games. And the Lakers would beat the Spurs and or the Grizzlies, uh, in my opinion. But if that did happen, then they may end up playing the Jazz. So I don't know if you guys followed all of that, what I just mentioned as far as the uh, different scenarios. There's a whole lot of scenarios, but... I think the Lakers, other than the Clippers, other than the Clippers, the rest of these teams, I have no doubt that the Lakers would beat. Jazz in the playoff series. The Jazz, the Suns. And and going back to the Jazz, you know, they still don't know the status of Donovan Mitchell or definitely not Mike Conley. You know, both of those guys are still out. The Jazz have lost a couple of games in a row. So uh, I'm not sold on the Jazz either. Jazz or the Suns. Neither one of those teams, but right now they're currently at, uh, standing at 1-2 in the Western Conference. The uh, Nuggets, you know, the Mavericks, 
the Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr., however, he is also playing well since Jamal Murray got that injury. He is playing well, but I still don't think the Nuggets have enough for the Lakers. And then the Mavericks and or the Trail Blazers, I think the Lakers would be able to handle. So the Lakers are in a pretty good spot, even though they still sit at number seven. I still think they're in a good spot. I still think they'll make the Western Conference Finals. And hopefully, if that's the case, that is against the L.A. Clippers. Now, in my next segment, of course, I'm going to speak of the Clip Joint, Clipper Nation. The team that's in the Staples Center that shares the same, the same floor as the Lakers. Clip Joint in the house. All right, all right, all right, L.A. Clippers fans, just a little uh, informer by the group Snow. Just that little music clip for your pleasure right there. L.A. Clippers, Clip joining the house. Where are they sitting right now? So the Clippers are currently sitting at number three in the Western Conference in a pretty comfortable spot. It looks like they will keep that spot. The only way they can lose that number three position is if they lose their last two games and the Nuggets win their last two games. I don't think that's going to happen because the Clippers' last two games of the year are against the inept Houston Rockets and the almost equally inept Oklahoma City Thunder. But before I talk about the uh, seedings, Talk about these last couple of games real quick, uh, quick that the Clippers played. Uh, they beat Toronto 115-96. and And they also beat Charlotte. They pretty much toyed with Charlotte 113-90. to The Clippers have won four out of their last five games. So they are playing very well leading into the playoffs. And I believe this team is definitely going to be on a mission, especially a guy like Paul George who wants to erase the memory of the losing the 3-1 league last year against Denver in the bubble playoffs. But against Toronto, they played well, just really efficient across the board. This team is just really, really deep team. There should be no excuse for the Lakers. I'm sorry, the Clippers, definitely um, uh, no excuse if they don't reach the Western Conference Finals or even the Finals. Really, even the Finals. They definitely should at least make it to the Western Conference Finals. It's, it's just no excuse this year. Against Toronto, uh, Kawhi Leonard, 6 out of 10, 20 points, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. Every time you look at that free throw column, it seems like he's always 8 of 8, 9 of 9, 10 of 10. I know he practices very, very hard on his free throws. Of course, he's not perfect or anything like that. But um, you can definitely count on him at the free throw line at the end of games when it's tight and a free throw or two has to be made. He also has seven assists, I'm sorry, five assists and seven rebounds, plus 12 while he was on the floor. Typical Kawhi Leonard game, top five player in the game, no doubt. And it's just a matter of can he put a team on his back and lead a team to the championship. Uh, physically, of course, he'll, he should be able to do that. Uh, but he's not like the verbal type of leader uh, to do something like that. So that uh, distinction would probably have to go to Paul George. You know, Paul George, he, he talks more than anybody else on this team. Five out of 15 from the field. Not very good from the field. 16 points, but he was plus 27 while he was on the floor. So good things happen when Paul George is on the floor. He had six turnovers, though. That's kind of concerning. But 
Uh, that's not going to happen every game, of course. And he had four rebounds and four assists. So a decent game. Again, didn't shoot well from the floor, uh, but he did end up with 16 points. Zubac was the guy who uh, who scored more points than he normally does. He had 18 points on 8 out of 12 shooting. Zubac shoots around 65% from the field. He also had 10 rebounds. Now, it's going to be very interesting when Serge Ibaka comes back. The Clippers are expecting him back for the playoffs. And there's no way in the world they're going to insert Serge Ibaka into the starting lineup. Zubac has been playing um, in his absence. Zubac hasn't missed any game, hasn't had any injuries or anything like that. And he's also been playing well. It's a nice problem to have. Ty Lu has a couple of nice, nice problems at the center spot and the point guard spot. I'll get to the point guards in a second. But for the center spot, he has Zubats. He has uh, DeMarcus Cousins, who lately has been playing pretty well. Against Toronto, he only plays seven minutes, though. He only scored two points. But uh, he also has Ibaka coming back. So that's a good problem to have. You got, you know, Zubak does uh, most of his uh, work on the inside. And you got Ibaka who can shoot from the outside. He helps spread the floor, which makes more room for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And DeMarcus Cousins, he, he can post you up inside. And he also can shoot the ball a little bit from the outside. So it's a nice problem to have for Ty Lue, uh to choose between those three centers in a nice little rotation. Now, I've been talking all year about the point guard situation. I've already uh, talked about Derrick Rose and how I wanted him to be with the Clippers. That did not happen. But what's your consolation prize is Rajon Rondo, which is not a bad consolation prize at all. Against Toronto, scored 11 points, three of three field goals. Uh, three of uh, They were all from three-point land, by the way. He scored 11 points. He's going to be the guy that's going to close out these playoff games. Now, who's going to start? Uh, Rondo's not going to start, so will it be Patrick Beverly, who started against Toronto, who's not, in my opinion, a very good offensive player at all. Uh, some think he's serviceable. He may shoot a three every now and then and hit one every now and then, but he's the defensive bulldog is what he is. Six rebounds, but he didn't have any points against Toronto in 21 minutes. He was 0 for 4 from three-piece land. So the guy that I would start if I were Ty Lue, is Reggie Jackson. Now against Toronto, Jackson played 18 minutes and was only two of six for six points. But in all of those games that Pat Bev was out uh, leading up to when uh, Pat Bev came back, I believe last week, Jackson was playing very, very well. He was playing his best basketball of the year. Uh, I would not upset that apple cart and take Jackson out of the starting lineup if it were me. I would leave Jackson in that starting lineup. I can bring in Pat Bev off the bench as my defensive bulldog at point guard, depending on matchups. Uh, you know, maybe if they're playing the Suns and you want to try to slow Chris Paul down a little bit, you bring Patrick Beverly in there. And then, of course, Rondo, you bring him off the bench and uh, toward the end of games or, or in the middle of the games or however you're going to get Rondo in there. But toward the end of the game, he's going to be the guy that's going to be closing it out. So, that's a good problem, again, that Ty Lue has. By the way, uh, Terrence Mann in this game was 7 out of 7 against Toronto for 20 points. And he's a very, very promising young player for the Clippers. So he's another guy that you can actually bring in and, and get some scoring and some defense off the bench. So the Clippers, again, sitting at that number three spot with the outside 
chance of losing that spot to the Nuggets. I don't think they'll do that, though. Now, the game against the Charlotte Hornets, again, like I mentioned, they pretty much were teasing the Hornets in this particular game. They beat them 113-90. Kawhi Leonard this game, 5 out of 9 for 16 points, 9 assists. You know, typical claw game. Uh, Morris Sr., Marcus Morris Sr., he's a guy that's really, really going to be counting on in the playoffs to uh, hit shots from the outside and then play some good defense. He was 5 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from three-piece land. That's very, very promising for him. 15 points in his game. Now, Paul George was 7 out of 19. He played a little better game from the field, although he was only 5 of 13 from three-point land. He did have 10 10 rebounds and 6 assists, however, 20 points. And he was plus 17 in the plus-minus column. So it looks like he's rounded into shape as well. And again, he has a a really, really large chip on his shoulder that he really wants to – take it out on somebody preferably the Denver Nuggets and again it's possible that they can meet them in the playoffs Reggie Jackson against Charlotte 19 points 7 out of 15 from the field 5 of 12 from 3 piece land but again he did not start Patrick Beverly started played 18 minutes was only 1 of 4 from the field he only scored 2 points I'm thinking again folks that you know Reggie Jackson should be the starter but that's why they paid Ty Lue all the money. That's why they brought him over to replace Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, by the way, the real reason why he's gone is he's the only coach to lose three three to one leads in a playoff series. The only coach ever to do that. That's why he's not coaching his team anymore. And they brought in Ty Lue. So Ty Lue will have to make that uh, tough decision on how his guard rotation is going to go. So again, as far as the seating goes. If the playoffs started today, the Clippers would be playing the Trailblazers. If it started today, they can beat the Trailblazers, obviously. Now, again, it all depends on whether the Lakers can overtake the Trailblazers. If that's the case, they will meet the Clippers in the first round in all L.A., all Staples Center series, baby. I-5 series, late show, clip show, the clip joint inside the Staples Center. L.A. will be on fire in fuego, as they say. Now, the way the Clippers are playing right now, to me, I believe they're playing the best basketball in the Western Conference. Some of the best basketball in the NBA. Again, that team from top to bottom is very, very deep. Very, very deep. Now, can they make it out of the Western Conference and into the NBA Finals? Of course, that remains to be seen. If they have to play the Lakers, and if the Lakers are whole, with all of their players, including LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Dennis Schroeder, who is expected back before the end of the regular season. And they're going to have to slay that dragon called the L.A. Lakers in order for them to get over the hump. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Clippers to do that. Because, as you know, Laker fans, late show, Laker Nation, they will rub it in your face. 17 championships. And hey, if you got 17 championships, you're allowed to rub it in someone's face. The Clippers, you don't have any. So you're going to have to hear that from the media, from the Laker fans, and from other NBA fans. And, you know, you're going to have to uh, to get that proverbial monkey off your back. If you want to win that first championship, you're going to have to go through the Lakers, I'm pretty sure. But can they do it? Of course they can. They have the team to do it. They have the depth to do it. And I believe they have the coach to do it. 
So it's just a matter of rolling that basketball on the floor and them going out there and taking care of business. So, again, sports fans, L.A. sports fans and all NBA basketball fans, this is getting ready to get really, really exciting as the playoffs will be commencing very, very shortly. With that, I'm going to leave it there. I'd like to thank all of you for listening again to this episode of L.A. Courtside. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at L.A. Courtside Pod. You can also follow my personal Twitter account where I talk about sports as well at L.A. Ray Sports. And I uh, also like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network, of course, for putting this show on and our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Once the playoffs start, baby, if you want to place a couple of dollars down on the game, just make sure you go to DraftKings.com and place your bets. With that, again, L.A., L.A. basketball fans and NBA basketball fans all across the world. Thank you again for listening. And until my next episode of L.A. Courtside, peace.